everybody, welcome back to the Bojangle Studio, episode 405, and it's time for our guest segment brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Ally has always been in our corner, and so is Marcus Smith. He's been a good ally for us here at the Dale Jr. Download. He's always coming in here and telling us some great information about what's going on with his racetracks and projects he's got going on. Uh, it's fascinating. We're going to ask him for some updates and maybe some new information to see what he's want, willing to share. A lot of talk about the all-star race at North Wilkesboro, uh, Nashville Fairgrounds. We're going to talk Texas, Atlanta. We're going to talk RTA, TV deals, all the stuff and how that affects him. Anyhow, let's get him in the room get started. Marcus Smith on the Dale Jr. Download. North Wilkesboro Speedway in the hills of Wilkes County, which has come from a dusty dirt track in the late 40s to a cathedral of steel and concrete, but it still maintains a friendly short track atmosphere. Earnhardt brings the car off of corner number four. Dale Earnhardt wins the Tyson Holly Farms 400 game. Earnhardt wins at North Wilkesboro. And we are set for the green flag here at North Wilkesboro for the 93rd time and final time for an NASCAR Winston Cup race. The green flag is waving and the Tyson Holly Farms 400 is underway. And the drop of the checkered flag here at North Wilkesboro brings down the final curtain of NASCAR Winston Cup racing from the first race, October 16th, 1949, won by Bob Flock. The victory here to Jeff Gordon on September 29th, 1996. Jeff Gordon wins the final race at North Wilkesboro, the Tyson Holly Farms 400. I mean, this is North Wilkesboro. I'm not supposed to win at North Wilkesboro and Martinsville. I don't know what's going on. It's been crazy this year. But uh, to be the, the last race, uh, Winston Cup race, that's going to be here. Uh, you know, you feel sorry, but at the same time, you know, you're elated to, to go down in history in the record books. Marcus Smith. He's been on the show many times before. He always brings a lot of new ideas to the table. I just want to let you know that we haven't forgotten about what we haven't given up on. What? what does that even mean? What? This means that we're, we're working on it, no promises, but we have not forgotten about it. This place can be something, I'm sure of it. Now we've got to really put things in motion. Less than five-eighths of a mile to go. If we can think of a way to, to do something there, we, we're going to. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. The green flag is out for racing again at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. After those races, crews will begin restoring the historic speedway to its former glory using the $18 million of American Rescue Plan funding. Two multi-week racing events will be held this August and October. The plan is to clean up the track and get it ready for spectators, and that is just the start. Months of work will all come down to tonight. North Wilkesboro Speedway will wave the green flag on its first race in more than a decade. Well, North Wilkesboro Speedway is now back, but this is not a remodel, but instead a racetrack revival. We are back behind the wheel, um, and we are excited about that. And I'm going to hopefully go out there and run all the laps in my little green sundrop car. The news is going to be coming. And keep, maintain patience. Continue to show as much grace as you possibly can in terms of North Wilkesboro. I want to introduce my boss and CEO of Speedway Motorsports, 
Marcus Smith. With the, the light in the eyes of all the, the NASCAR fans out there in the stands, today I'm really proud to announce that along with NASCAR, the NASCAR All-Star Race will be hosted at North Wilkesboro Speedway in 2023. What's up, man? Good to see you. Good. What you got? Uh, North Wilkes Pro Speedway hats. Oh my goodness! Classics. Look at these. Classics. These are awesome. Yeah. yeah, very nice. So what's up, bud? Not much. Having yeah. fun. Yeah. Ears on. Having fun. Yes. Yeah. What's your day like? Um. Well, I um got up this morning, did a little workout. Um, yeah. Went. Uh, what do you do? What's the first? Uh, what's the first job thing you do in the morning? Job thing? Yeah, like I want to know, like, man, a guy yeah. that owns a bunch of racetracks and has all the things <laughs> going on that you have going on, like, what's the first person, who's the first person you check in with? Well, you know, honestly, for the, the first thing for me, what I've realized is that I, I have to have good balance. Yeah. So um, I start off, honestly, with a workout, you know. Uh, my wife gets up early and, uh, you know, we I go out uh, to the gym, work out with, uh, with a friend and a trainer. I have a uh, a weekly Bible study that I do on mm -hmm. on Wednesdays and in the morning. Yeah, in the morning yeah. after uh, after the gym, mm -hmm. and then um, and that that kind of makes sure that I have good balance because yeah. if I'm all work and uh, you know I don't take care of my body and and uh, mm -hmm. my my soul, it it uh, you know stress can it kind of build up. So you drive all the way from downtown Charlotte to Charlotte Motor Speedway yes. to work, and that's every day, pretty much every day. When you're not you know traveling, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not traveling. Uh, go to the Speedway. That's where my office is. Um, we've got um, another office in town. Uh, my brother runs Sonic Automotive, right. and uh, that's what is not, that? It's a car business. Our family uh, is in. My my dad started selling cars. Yeah, that was kind of his first job. Right. Um, he owned. A, as was an he adult. a salesman? Did he own a dealership? He started off um, with just selling. He, he said, I, "I bought my first car." He had a used car lot, or what? Or just sold he one ended car up with a used car a lot. He did. His first time, he, he had one car. He sold it. Yeah. He made a little bit of money, and he said, I'm going to try it again. Yeah. So he ended up with a used car lot on his mom's front yard. Damn. In Concord. And um, they said, well, you can't do that. you got to have a business. Yeah. So he got a used car a lot. Um, then he started promoting races, promoted his first race when he was 17. Do you remember the first race he promoted? No, no, I wasn't so, alive. All right. So a buddy <laughs> of ours, our historian, Bobby Marcos, now, this might not be the very first race that he promoted, but the first race they could find of any documentation in the newspapers was 1949, June 12th at Midland Speedway. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Is that one kind of, that was documented in your in, he, your, in your brain? My dad said the first race that he promoted was in Charlotte at mm -hmm. the fairgrounds, uh, and he was 17 years old. Yeah. So How old um, would he have been in 49, I guess? 49, let's see, dad was born in... Uh, 27 so you've been 22 right yeah um so before that sometime. so we covered uh, a lot of your experience with your father and 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 you recently just lost your dad uh and we had eric jones on here and i've talked about my experiences and we've had a lot of people on here that have talked about those experiences but we've had time yeah you know we've had time to deal with it and we've had time to come to some term with it you know yeah um you know is that is that something that that has been difficult for you um, to to continue to like. You wake up every morning and go, God, I can't believe I can't just mm. go see him. Or yeah, 
You know, I, I feel so blessed to have had my dad for 95 years. Yeah. And I love the, the talk that you and Eric had. It was really, yeah. uh, it was really just great to listen to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a, as a guy who, who also lost his dad and, um, I, but I, you know, to have my dad for 95 years, um, and for the, the life he lived, very inspiring. You know, I have this amazing peace that he's in heaven now. And, um, you know, I can't tell you how, how great that is. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, I, first of all, I, I feel grateful for my dad. And, and second, um, I know that he would be saying, you know, get out there, you know, work hard, have fun love your family, love your friends. Um, my dad always wanted us to, to have fun and work hard and yeah. love your family. And, um, that's, that's what I think about. Um, it was tough leading up to my dad's death. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was really hard. Knowing, you know, that things were coming to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So isn't that different? Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, you to think it would of, be different. You flip a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't get a chance to like, you don't think about that. Right. Um, I was thinking about it for yeah. a long time man. and just kind of thinking about, man, one day he won't be here yeah. mm. and um, that's going to be different yeah. and it is different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, um, you know, I felt like that uh, <laughs> I don't really know if anybody else does this, but I kind of feel like if I can get to 80, I'll be pretty happy. <laughs> and so 95 yeah. would be insane. I would be thrilled yeah. To 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 live that many that many years because oh, of, yeah yeah I mean my mom passed away in her late sixties dad was even younger um, and so when I hear you know I think you know probably I don't know I don't know if this is really healthy or not but like when I talk to people and they go yeah that you know my he passed away my uncle passed away my aunt passed away I'm like well how old were they and and you know, and you hear some of the ages, and you're like, "Man, that's a long time. That's a good life." Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think if I can get if I can get to eighty, I'll be so, I'll feel I'll feel lucky, fortunate. Sure. Yeah. Know? I think also something that I, I learned from my dad is watching him and and being around him. Something that's super important is that he he never stopped. Yeah. He never kind of said, "I'm old. I'm gonna sit around here." Yeah. Uh, that never happened, and. Of course, as he aged, he was less mobile. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, my dad was sixty-five when he uh, built Texas Motor Speedway. Sixty-seven, <laughs> 65, I think. Sixty-five. Yeah, wow. yeah. So I mean, that was, he was still busy. He was still busy. Yeah, and Shoot. okay. It, I mean, that you my, think about that. Amy and I talk about that. It is like, um, like I think that you know, if you can continue to stay mentally and physically active, you give yourself a better shot. Absolutely. You know, well, my dad always said, "If you retire, you die." Yeah. I'm never going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So, um, all right, man. Well, let's uh, let's dive into some of the things going on in your world. On, all right. On the business side, one of the things that I want to talk to you right out of the gate is Texas. So we went to Texas. There's been this big conversation about. Possibly the track getting reconfigured. I know that me and you've had some conversations about, mm-hmm. man, what 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 should it what should what should happen there? Well, then we go have a race there. We have all these tire issues, uh, and before the race began, I thought to myself, if this is a great race, of course we had tire issues, and it and it and it didn't turn out that way in terms of in, in many in many ways. Uh, but if this race is really great, what if they don't? You know, it could stall or hold, put everything on hold. Sure. 
All right. Sure. You walk away from that race. You know, you have the tire issues that uh, a lot of people believe is air pressure related. We're not going to get into, you know, pointing fingers about what, what's creating those issues, but that had to change the course of, of your, your vision on right. that track yeah. in some way. Sure. Right. So what's, yeah. what's the situation right now? Well, it's a great question. I mean, I, like you said, you and I talked about it. Um, I had thoughts going into that uh, race of what it was going to be like. You know, I, I thought about the way that the all-star race was, the, the kind of race it was earlier this year, and, and compare that to the, to the race that we just finished up. Very different uh, races. And it's, a, it's interesting. I mean, we're, we, so what we're doing now is working with iRacing to, uh, to research a couple of different profile changes that we might do at, at the track. Oh, configuration. So, yeah. All right, yeah. so you still are in search of, a, of some sort of alteration. Well, or seeing what's out there. I, I want to kind of investigate what the options right. are. We learned a ton with iRacing around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is the first track that's been built based on an iRacing simulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot like the race teams talk about simulations now, yeah. and they can show up at the track, and they've already run it with that setup. We were able to not just build a track with a, you know a, a CAD drawing and all the engineering and and math that goes into designing a track we're able to put virtual cars and go race and and tweak it and and make little itty bitty changes that made a big difference in in atlanta motor speedway and the way it raced is the way that we saw it was going to race in iRacing yeah so that was a, a huge like light bulb moment yeah and so we're trying to figure out what could happen differently at Texas Motor Speedway? Um, we haven't figured out exactly what it's going to look like yet. Um, I think that we're going to make some changes, but I'm not sure. I also don't think that, you know, kind of the, the race that we had this last time at Texas is really uh, a reflection on a problem with the track. It's it's more like you're talking about. You've got, I mean, think about the difference between all the races the first half of the year and all the races in the second half of the year. Yeah. You know, the, the engineers and the crew chiefs. All the cars the teams, got faster, loads got heavier. They learned. Yeah. And that's their job, to we learn went how to, to go fast. We went to Vegas, and the car car qualified three-tenths faster or something like that. It's amazing. They, they were going to see way more load. Mm-hmm. They were going to have to really adjust the way they looked at their pressures and mm-hmm. how that was going to be affected and how the durability of the tires going to be tested yeah. at Vegas. So we, I'm honestly going into Vegas thinking we could see exactly what we saw at, at, at Texas with issues. That's what we I was thinking. We didn't see any. Yeah. So I was the, surprised. The teams had learned where a new threshold was in terms yeah. of being able to get that tire to live. So, yeah, I guess I guess if you're if I'm you, I take out all the tire issues and then look at the race right. in terms of like what am I going to do with this racetrack? Right, right. When the cars weren't having issues, what was I watching? Was that great? Yeah. And there's another thing too, man. That surface is really getting into that sort of prime window yeah. of age. Yeah, it is. Whereas you might tear up a racetrack that's actually getting ready to produce its best work. That's a great point. That's a great point. And keep in mind that the reason that we reprofiled Texas and repaved it isn't because the asphalt needed to be repaved. It was because we weren't happy with the quality of the the racing that was happening at Texas. 
So we made changes to try to introduce something different to the to the show. Yeah. And um, that's that's why we we took a swing at it back when we repaved and reprofiled. How come? So the race at Texas, you know, this might be this this might be a, I might be on on an island here with this opinion. When I look at races that I ran there and that I was part of, and the and the races that I've seen in the past, you know, decade, I don't see a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I mean, there's years where it's a little more competitive. Sure. You know, there, you know, there was years where the package of the car, not the track, like mm-hmm. the cars were different. Sure. But, you know, so the racing was a little better. Or there was a, there was one race that was a snoozer. That's going to come and go no yep. matter what, right? Right. That's out, that's not in the track's control. So what is the button that you got to mash to to pack that place out, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're the one that you're the guy. We wouldn't know that. What is the what is the thing that really turns the fans yeah. on? I, I think that that's that is the question. It, I right? know that they look at a race and go, "Ah, oh, that yeah. was boring," or yeah. "Man, the guy drove away and it wasn't fun." Yeah, but that. But honestly, man, when I look back over the last 20 years, there's a lot of those races. That place was packed. Packed, yep. With the same exact outcome. Sure. So what is it that really gets a fan, I'm going to this race. I'm going to go buy this ticket. I don't think there is one thing, but that is the question for the whole sport. And, you know, it's it's everything kind of working together. And that is – our biggest opportunity in all of NASCAR is to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to you know get out there with the fans and engage with our fans, engage with our our sponsors yep. and the marketplaces that we're in. Um, you know, put on good races that are fun to talk about and, and highlight worthy racing that's that's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things work together that that make it happen. And I think the best way to look at that is to remember. What was going on back in the 90s and the early 2000s? What, what was it about the sport that was so huge? And try to think about some of those details. And there are a lot of details. Little details. Oh, yeah. Little things like a guy coming out to sign autographs on Sunday morning when he would otherwise not even be at the racetrack. I noticed yep. for Charlotte, for the Roval, mm-hmm. a lot of engagement on social media from you other drivers, Brad, yeah. guys volunteering their yeah. time to to add to the weekend, to add to that the experience, huge. and you're, those are the details. They are that 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 moment of Brad or Jeff Gordon or somebody going mm-hmm. out there to a souvenir rig only touches a fraction of the fans that are there, but yeah. multiple instances of that over the course of the weekend, the year. Oh yeah. The fan comes expecting, knowing that that's going to be available to them, right? I think if if that happened every weekend and we had drivers give an hour of their time out in the Souvenir Midway, I mean, like you said, Jeff Gordon was out there, Brad Keselowski, a lot of other guys were out there. And, you know, one fan, I think that impression is worth like 10,000 impressions, you know, because they're going to tell everybody that opportunity. And if that happened every weekend in a NASCAR race, holy cow, what a – what a cool opportunity that is. Yeah. And I think it does just build a momentum that is amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's well, amazing it seems, how fast an hour goes. It seems like that the drivers or some, some of the key people are, are understanding that message. It's starting to turn back mm-hmm. toward oh, yeah. where we, where I say we, where we as drivers were like, we're, you know, 
we're giving the bare minimum effort outside the car, you know, like, Hey man, if I, if you want me to be there, what's in it for me or, or, you know, never thinking in a minute to give any free time. Right. Or get, or now it's, it's starting to turn. I think, I think there is something turning, which is wonderful. And, you know, we're all in this together. And as Rick Hendrick always says, you can't sink half a boat. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think that the more that we collectively work together, um, you know, I, I think all of us would say, man, I, I love racing or, you know, I, I love NASCAR. I'm a NASCAR yeah. fan. Well, let's just all get in there and work together and deliver that message yeah. to our, to our core audience. Marcus, uh, I don't know if you're willing to answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. I mean, like, listen, going back to the reconfiguration or the alterations, what options are you guys exploring? Like what options are on the table and yeah. how bold are you willing to go on that? Um, so Dale and I talked about this a little bit, you know, you've got, when you talk about what options are there or how, how, um, how big can the changes be, um, where the, the grandstands are is, um, you know, it's virtually immovable. So you got to deal with where the current grandstands are, where the wall is, where the, uh, where the lights are, um, to do something that is reasonable in, in the, uh, in the budget to be able to make that happen. So, um, the profile of the track is the thing that you can work with. And there's a lot in a profile. I mean, look at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We took Atlanta Motor Speedway and took it from, you know, what people would call a, in the past have called a cookie cutter mile and a half and have turned it into a mile and a half super speedway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's made a big difference in the, the racing that you, you know is going to happen there. Um, so at Texas, what could we do? I, I don't know. We're looking at different options. We've got... Um, you know, there's the parabolic style uh, paving and, and design, yeah. progressive. You know, you could bring you the turns you can't bring, down. Bring those words in here, man. Parabolic. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the engineers. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you used the hand gesture. I would have never known. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you could bring the the turns down um, both flatter. sides, make mm -hmm. it flatter. You could you could raise them up, make yeah. it more like Atlanta. Um, different different things. You could, you could put it back to the way it was, but. Yeah, I would kind of say, why do that? I mean, yeah. we've already we've already tried that. So, yeah. so um, yeah, I think you know, I I feel like that uh, back like it was is a good option. I know that that probably doesn't get anybody's attention. You know, if I'm the it only, might. It well, might. if I own the racetrack, uh, and and I would be worried. That would be the biggest risk. Is like, hey man, we're gonna re we're gonna put the profile back where we were originally, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm gonna be. I'm not sure exactly how many people are going to be flooding to the ticket gates over that, right? Yeah. yeah. But if I but I think of a progress a progressive bank would be a better alternative than another Atlanta. I think yeah. you know e even maybe even more aggressive than Homestead. Sure. You know, sure. In terms of that. Well, and and a lot of in my observation, a lot of this has to do with um, you know drivers getting behind it and being supportive um well, i think yeah. you know certainly our fans are listening mm -hmm. and um you know they they want the drivers to be happy with it as well so if the drivers say that they don't want something does that really affect your overall decision um it's a uh, it's a factor yeah. it is definitely a factor yeah. yeah what about when they say the best thing to do is to tear it down and start over i mean like when they're trying to be so yeah. hot takeish does yeah. do you take that personal um you know, I honestly, I don't like to hear it. I think it's, it's, um, it's really, 
you know, foolish for us internally, you know, a driver internally uh, to kind of tear down the sport. I think that's not a, uh, a good business decision. It doesn't um, feel very solution-based uh, when they're saying stuff like that because it's yeah. not realistic yeah. solutions. Yeah. I think a lot of people really think, I feel I would probably feel the same way because uh, I did actually. So when y'all <laughs> were talking about Atlanta, making a change there, right. high racing came to me and they said, hey man, they're going to change Atlanta. We're going to have an op. We're going to have this uh, version of Atlanta on the alpha site for you to try. Everybody is encouraged to go mess with it and give some feedback. And uh, we're getting ready to build it. What should we do? Throw some ideas out there. And I said, oh, well, we got to revert it back to the true oval that it was. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yep. Well. Asphalt, that was, oval. <laughs> yeah. That was my first reaction. Right. And then they said, well, no, you can't move the grandstands. And I'm like, well, what can you what, what are you doing then? If you can't change the shape of the track, then what are we changing? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you like you say, you can, but the banking can be steeper, can be flatter. You can go progressive. You can go this. You can go that. And so, I, you know, once I realized and once I got it through my thick skull that the wall was going to stay where the wall is right. and that the grandstands were not moving, right. that, now, that, that helps me go to Texas and understand, like, hey, man, this is what you have to work with. People that are a little more removed from it absolutely are going to go, oh, man, put a Bristol there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah Bristol. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, a short track. Right. And, well, and, and you have to tell them, and even drivers that race in the Cup Series have those same sort of reactions. You right. have to share with everybody, like, look, man, the grandstands are going to stay the same. The wall's not moving. The wall is yep. going to be the same. Yep. Now give us some solutions. With that right. parameter – like that's how the drivers if the really if the drivers really want to have some influence which I want them to. Yep. I want them to steer you in some ways. I want them to know like look man you got to come to Marcus and say, "All right Marcus, I understand we can't move the wall. I understand this has all got to be the way it is and okay, here's what I would do." Right? Mhm. And you're going to listen to that. Sure. Right? You're going to you're yeah. going to hear it because you're you're hearing a solution based around what your limitations are. Sure. And you might not like it, might not use it. But you're going to listen to it mm-hmm. because it sounds, you know, it's it's in it's it's within reason. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It. it I think that kind of constructive feedback is right. certainly helpful and, um, you know, much more educated and and thoughtful. Yeah. Um, you know, Texas. I think um, it, the the race itself ended up. You know, there's there a lot of wrecks and and we had you know the situation with the tires and everything else. I don't think it gave it a fair shot with the yeah. with this car and everything else so fair point it, it'd be different um but we're, we're still working on that we'll have to you know figure it out and yeah. like you mentioned that the asphalt it might be because when we paved it we used a new style of paving there with the larger uh stones aggregate, yeah. yeah aggregate to finish see long big word there big word, I know, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but we we intentionally paved it so that age rapidly. it would age faster so yeah. atlanta when you know, I have seen some designs. There's been some other designs out on social media about uh, development of the property in the area around the racetrack. Yeah. You know, you, in my mind, I don't know really what the reality of the situation is, but you were going to reconfigure this track. Yes. You were going to bring an exciting new form of racing there. Yep. The intention was to re-energize the area's excitement around the racetrack and around that event. You were going to bring more people, and then that would that would bring in the investment and the and the idea that the property around it would develop, right? Right. right. Basically it's going to grow 
uh, similar to what maybe a Kansas or another racetrack would grow that area. Sure. And, yeah. you know, hotels, even casino, things like that. Right. Where's that situation sitting? Thank you. So we, we need people <laughs> in Georgia to, uh, to support this idea to allow a uh, constitutional amendment in mm. the state to allow gaming to happen in the state. Yeah. And so, um, you know, politicians are, are doing their thing and, and we'll have a chance at the beginning of next year to put this uh, before the, the, the legislature that would put a, um, a, an opportunity for the constitution of Georgia to so, change to so, allow gaming. So you can build a casino, sports book, and all that there on would be, site? Yeah, we, would, we wouldn't be building it, right, but a partner would, would, would yeah. build that and would really uh, you know, bring in a lot more development, tourism, yeah. uh, conventions, all Restaurants, kinds of things. Restaurants, all kinds of things start happening around yep, there. I think it'd be really that good. That whole area could, could transform over a decade. Absolutely. It'd be yeah. amazing. It you would, know, yeah. You know what's interesting about that? Because, see, I, I grew up in Georgia, North Georgia, and they were one of the first states to adopt the lottery system, yes. to which sent a lot of us to college uh, tuition, right, tuition right. based. That yeah. was the Hope Scholarship. Oh, so yeah. it all depended on lotteries, which right. is also a form of gambling because you are spending money on tickets. So yeah. you're saying Georgia was the first to do that, but they still haven't really uh, bought in on the sports gambling. So sports you, you can't have a casino in the state of Georgia uh, by constitution currently so that can be changed and there's a lot of talk about it and you know we are uh in favor of seeing that change which you know would then they would get into actually setting up the rules of how it works and maybe where the tax taxes that fund that maybe it goes into the hope scholarship maybe it goes to other areas Mm. um but there's several steps that need to be completed but if we are able to have gaming in georgia and uh the atlanta motor speedway were a site for one of those big gaming resorts, I think it would spur on a lot of great jobs and a great you know, positive impact for the area. Do you look at the same things that are going on in, the, in, in North Carolina as far as trying to pass uh, the, you know, the bills and stuff to be able to have a sports book? Yep. And uh, Greg Walter. gambling and so forth? Greg Walter is a uh, general manager at Charlotte Motor mm-hmm. Speedway, and he's in Raleigh every week just about uh, working on that and, and a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so where is North Carolina on that? Do, they, the I, bill I, went through last year and didn't pass, and yeah, it's going that's again this year, right? It keeps yeah, going every it, year. It's still it's still in process. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to get it across the finish line, right? Yep. yep. Just takes a few hmm. people. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside, and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Let's talk about... Uh, the fairgrounds. We hadn't heard much about North or uh, Nashville. <laughs> Nashville fairgrounds. What's yes. going on? Everybody. So it's so funny because um, 
I won't. I, I don't talk to you. People might assume that we talk all the time about the fairgrounds, and uh, but I don't. I don't talk to you. I don't worry you out about it. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while, when we ha- when we're having a conversation about something else, you'll go, "Oh, hey, something on the fairgrounds." You know, next week, da da da. And I'm like, "Oh, great! I, that's good to hear that they're, they're still moving along. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, everything. No, no, no roadblocks, no hurdles. Oh, no, everything's good, good, good. Yep. But, but if you'll read every once in a while, I'll see something in my timeline from somebody that's like. Oh yeah, that's dead in the water. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's it's not going anywhere. Right. And I'm like, man, these people don't know. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were telling me something the other day. I said uh, we we were talking. We were on the phone talking about something, and uh, and you said, hey man, there's gonna be some cool news coming out. Uh, you know, this year or, or yeah. soon. Soon. Yeah. I said, really? Okay. So uh, what's been what you, what you been deal, doing with that? You know, he's like, I was. I was actually in Nashville three days last week. Yeah, he was in oh, yeah. Nashville for three days strictly. Yeah, dealing with the fairgrounds. Jerry stuff. Jerry Caldwell had me beating the streets. We're wearing our shoes out right. uh, in Nashville that working on me. the fairgrounds. It yeah. strikes me. What were yeah. you doing though? Well, we were there for a couple of reasons. One, we had the fairground speedway, uh, and we had a lot of meetings about that. And then we also um, supported uh, MRO and the Walter Brothers uh, charity That's event. Right. Um, so we went up for that. But uh, we had you know, great meetings with people in, in Nashville on the Fairground Speedway. Um, we, gosh, we were all over town, and um, it was it was really encouraging. So, you know, I, I honestly, for the last probably I don't know, eight or ten months, I've been hesitant to really talk about it because we've I feel like we've been at the one yard line for long so time. long. Yeah. Um, but we are really making progress, and. Having the fan support in Nashville and all over Tennessee is super helpful. Um, so for all the fans out there to you know let your elected officials know that you love the idea of reviving the Nashville Fairground Speedway, that's that's super helpful. Yeah. Um, but we're we're right in the the midst of things now and probably start making some some press here soon. Um, our buddy Jerry Caldwell, president of uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, is. In Nashville today, he'll be there all week, working on the project. So um, it's um, you know, continuing to make progress. Yeah, I found that. Um, I mean, I know that y'all are working on it, and I, I've all I've like calmed way down in terms of like my anxiety and antsiness about it because I've realized now through this process how slow uh, you know all of the all the entities kind of work toward. Like you say, you've been on the one yard line forever. Yeah. That doesn't mean it. The ball's not moving. It's just moving in centimeters, or you know. It feels mil- like it's not moving. Yeah, I tell you, uh, it, it's challenging. But yeah, we're 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 making progress. Can, yeah. can you expand on that though? Why why does it slow down? What, is it trying to get the support from the community? Is that is that still an issue? He what, got turned down by the review board. Some additions he wanted to build. He's um, making a joke I, about his. I've uh, been through this, man. I mean, he, you go, you take up there, and you're like, oh man, I want to put the restroom on this side, and they're like, no, can't do it, and they're like, you got to put the restroom on this side yeah Dale's been declined a couple times in front of his board oh no <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's the a review funny board I've been trying to build a small addition on, on a piece of property <laughs> so oh no <laughs> so, I mean I know how it works man yeah. right, yeah, I know okay. all about it I'm I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very experienced in these yeah. things yeah uh, so we're we're there are a lot of different parties that that have their involvement on the project it's uh, the fairgrounds is a very important area for Nashville and um, so we have you know, listened to a lot of people and 
made, you know, I think, some great plans that will be a huge positive impact in that area and the whole state of, of, uh, of Tennessee. So it's going to be um, a great project uh, when it's done. Yeah. So um, let's talk uh, – Let's talk North Wilsboro. All right. Another place we're trying to spend Marcus's money. Yeah. Right? That, that's how he introduced you, by the way. You weren't in here. He's like, look, every time Marcus is here, we'd like to spend his money. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And I think, that that's, a con- I think that's a thing. Everybody yes. has ideas, Somebody all of which you have to pay media. for. And they said, man, I don't know why Marcus is going in there, because every time he does, they spend his money. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Well, you know, thankfully, the state of North Carolina – is helping us yeah. kind of revive North Wilkesboro Speedway. So we never had that before. This is a very unique situation and uh, really thankful to um, the legislature and the governor for their support. It's It's been, uh, and, and the fans. I mean, yeah. the fans' overwhelming support has made this happen. The The state is supporting multiple venues yes. in, in terms of motorsports. Uh, Rockingham, I hear, is is mm-hmm. going to repave. Right. There's multiple dozens of short tracks, drag strips, yeah. all across the state getting some additional funding that they would obviously otherwise never have. That's right. That will these this will you know, these these little tracks like Hickory and Tri County and so forth are like nickel and dime every day to fix fix a problem there's a leak here a leak here you fix that one two more sprout over here oh yeah and in a metaphorical way and so this will be a huge huge help to all of these facilities north wilsboro included so the only thing is is like when when the state comes to you and says hey man you know we're going to help you that puts you in a situation where you are responsible for the the future of this racetrack this can't be a one-hit wonder and and True. And then yeah. you lock the doors and everybody walks away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that has, this to, be has done. to Yeah. Well, there, I mean, outside beyond this all star race. Right. Right. There's That's got true. there's got to be some future for the property. I Absolutely. know you've talked about it before, yeah. like multi multi use venue, yes. concerts, all those things. But everybody really, really wants to know about racing at this racetrack. Yes. We're all geared up, excited about the all star race. Yeah. And but in your mind, like you see this. North Wilkesboro property is a long-term deal. I really do. I, I think that North Wilkesboro Speedway is a place that can be celebrated um, for years and years to come uh, by renovating it, kind of bringing it back to life. Um, it's going to be a place that that whole region mm-hmm. can go to, and you know we're 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 embracing our history, and it's the history of NASCAR, it's the history of auto racing, um, so. All the different, uh, you know, types of late model racing and every other type of, of racing you can imagine could yeah. happen there. But also music events, car shows, other special events um, could be, I think, really fun. So I was, you know, we had this amazing event. Thank you for, uh, you know. Uh, the revival? The revival. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you you basically opened the door for us to all come in there and celebrate in that in that on that property, and we appreciate it. It was awesome. It was so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I'm glad it you was said amazing. that. I'm glad yeah. you said. It. I mean, I have to admit, man, I, it was it was it was bigger than um, than I ever thought it would be as well. But the emotions that I felt standing down there while it was happening, and the feedback from everyone else, everyone was sort of feeling 
the same emotion or the same, you know, what you would want when you go to a racetrack. What everybody experienced at North Wilkesboro is exactly what they want every time they go to a racetrack and buy a ticket. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was our version of Field of Dreams. That's what it was. It it was like, it was nostalgic. Field of Dreams, yeah. right there. Warm and fuzzy. Right? Absolutely. Like, we yeah. all felt warm and fuzzy. It was yeah. so cool. And I really, honestly, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you can't recreate, you can't do that, you'll never be the same, da, da, da. I disagree. I think, yeah. I absolutely know when we go back for this all-star race <laughs> that the people, even if they were there for that, that Cars Tour event, yeah. are going to have that same reaction again. I know I will. I mean, when I see the first cup car throttle up down the back straightaway and go through the gears and enter turn one hot for the first time that is going to be it's gonna be hard (laughs) to keep it together yeah it's so cool i mean the first night we were there tuesday night you you guys were there uh staying in you had you had your motor home Mm -hmm. down the infield we were walking all around and just the glow of the the joy of everybody um that that's what made me think, man, we could have the all-star race here. Yeah. I mean. That was the moment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, on, on, the, on pit road, I was just looking at all these happy people and the amazing positive impact that it was having in that region, in the community. And I just thought, we could do this. Mm-hmm. And I, until that point, I had thought there's no way yeah. that we could do that but wow yeah hopefully the all-star race has that really stripped down pre-race feel to it you know yeah. we all all the drivers stood there for 20 yes. minutes waiting on the announcements to begin there was yes. some delays because people trying to get in yep all of those things were actually great because yeah. <laughs> it really it felt like we stepped back in time. Yes. And so, you know, then the announcements get underway and the drivers are being, you know, walked up there. Everybody's, yep. everybody's appreciating them no matter if they know them or not. Oh, yeah. And then they go stand by the cars for a while. You know, they have, it, was, it, it was, was so cool. It was so yeah. cool. The cars parked out on the front straight away. All oh, that was just perfect. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. That's, that's kind of the, the core of it. You know, yeah. we want to preserve all the cool history of North Wilkesboro Speedway and yet make sure that you know the the PA works yeah. and the plumbing and the electrical but but it's like a resto mod truck you know you you want to turn the key and and it works and the brakes work yes um but you want to leave that patina yeah you want you want to leave the patina <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to leave lots of patina up there yeah. at Wilkesboro <laughs> so you will have to make some uh changes to the track to get it up to code so to speak for the cup series and the nascar uh nascar you know component yes uh there'll be a new catch fence all mm-hmm. the way around the track all going in all we're working on it all right yeah now. so you were there not just a couple just a week last ago, week right? Yep. All right so um when you walked in did you notice anything that what that did change since the cars were race did you uh, notice anything that's oh out? yeah yeah, yeah. so me. we are i haven't been there i want to go i'm dying to go yeah I, I haven't been so please tell me what you saw well it was was it 18 months ago that we were weed eating <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah that's so crazy i mean think about that everything that's happened in that period of time is shocking yeah because Tore a day down. before that happened nobody you after weed eaten, you said the places the places already dilapidated, 
not coming back. I mean, I think we all kind of thought that. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. It's a it's a rebirth of of this of this. It's alive. History. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So unique and so rare. But so what's happened since then is um, since you were last there, um, the guys have gone in and we're we're taking out this first. I think it's four feet of pavement up against the wall. Right. Because that's where the safer barrier is going to go. It has to be. And, um, has to be a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So Steve Swift. I saw uh, that line cut in the surface of the track. So yeah. Is that line? Is that where the wall ends? Pretty much. That's pretty far out there. Okay. It is. It is. So there's going to be a concrete um, bed, a pad where the All safer the stuff, barrier sits yeah. on top of Very that. Cool. So that's going to help us to, uh, you know, take care of the safer barrier better, and they're going to set it up, you know, just right so the water, if it rains, water drains out of it, and that kind of thing. Quickly, yeah. Um, all Steve Swift and his team making that stuff happen, and they're doing incredible. Um, so, and then we're going to have to take the, um, the pit wall, the outer pit wall out around a little bit further to protect all the, all the pit stalls. On the exit of pit on road? On the exit of pit road. So it'll follow down cars. Okay. Yes. All yeah. right. That, I learned that that wall was extended from the original mm-hmm. already. Yeah. You, you can see that? it when you look at it. You can almost see where the original ends. Yeah. And they added an addition. You want to cut that. That turn off. We don't never. You? We I, when we were driving the cars tour, people. You were. We talked about this, and when I went out there and drove a lap, I'm like, I don't really even get close to it. Oh, okay. I never even okay. noticed the le- the wall down there. That's great. Not I, that I'm not close enough to like, yeah. whoa, you know. Okay. Like at Greenville Pickens, you run right on the fence. You might yeah. bump the inside wall sometimes. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, no, no problem. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know because we're gonna have to extend it a little bit further yeah. to protect all the pit stalls. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I would assume that if you're also adding in safer barrier, maybe I mean you're, the tracks narrowing then right yeah it's gonna narrow um maybe not know. enough to where you notice that it's we that talked wall, about but. that as well i think it'll be okay on the back straightaway because we would come off a two and you're kind of driving up a hill and i never drove i never chased the whole car out toward the wall like i could come off that corner hard as i wanted and mm-hmm. still be a little shallow on my exit so mm-hmm. i don't think you're gonna be feel feel a, a sense of being pinched by the wall now off of four we used every bit of it, right? Right. And so I think shallow, you're going to shallow up that exit of four, and that'll make things a little difficult, especially for the guy on the inside, because he's going to have to he's going to have a hard time opening the wheel up, opening the throttle up. We're using you're going to leave the asphalt otherwise, and right. it's all abrasive as hell. Yeah. But so then all the classic asphalt. As you go down it's the awesome. front straightaway, the thing kind of widens back out. Mm-hmm. The 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 outside wall sort of goes away from you, mm-hmm. right as you're entering the corner, about a hundred yards before you're lifting. Yeah, and the inside wall goes away from you, and it kind of it widens. You get this great, you know, kind of space to work with, if you will. Well, options. You Exit of options four will be sort of narrow and tight up onto the flag stand. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. Well, to hear you describe that, then it makes me think that uh, you know, elongating that inside wall doesn't really become as big a factor. No, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, I was glad to hear that because yeah. I was looking at it thinking, holy cow, can we move that wall in and just, you know, cheat pit road a little bit? Because honestly, I'll say, well, we're cheating the track. Why aren't we cheating pit road? Yeah. Why don't we just push that wall yeah. in? But um, so the, the guys have a plan and it mm-hmm. sounds like that's that's okay. What's and, going um, on with the garage area? You going to put a cap on it? Some so nice, cause yeah, that's pretty uh, busted up. It is pretty busted up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put some new pavement in the garage area. Nice. Um, you know, hopefully it's not too shiny. <laughs> we want it to look. I w- I really want it to like you said patina. Yeah. I want it to feel <laughs> like you're in a historical place. I hear you. Uh, yeah. So 
We're not going to, you know, trucks are going to cover up a bunch of stuff. We've got, um, you know, some grass over on the the half on the three and four side. Why don't you concrete the, the, the garage area? Concrete versus asphalt? Yeah, it's what's down there now, I think, is concrete. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That will be way less hot. That's a good point. During the day. Yeah. Is that That's a good brand point. new black asphalt yeah. working in and around there with no shelter? There's no, yes. no roof, right? Yeah. I mean, an open garage. Yeah. Yeah. So that temperature there, temperature from the waist down would be probably about 20 degrees different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. That's a great point. I'll um, I'll ask the guys about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Working working underneath the cars and all that stuff around yeah. there. Yeah. Hot new asphalt. Yeah, stuff. especially yeah on, on a real hot day. But it, it's concrete now, and I think you capped it. That's a good just idea. Putty it. Yeah, I'm not sure what the what the, what the plan is, is on yeah. that side. I'm getting into the weeds. The other side where the grass yes. is. Yes. What are you gonna do with that? Put some pavement over there, uh-huh. and I'm really excited about. It. We haven't talked tickets yet, but when the trucks pull out on Saturday night after the truck race, yeah, we're gonna open that up for fans Parking. to be able to come in. No. To, to be in the infield. Right. I don't know if the, I don't think we're going to park it. I think Tailgate. we're going to walk in. We're going to have like um, food and beverage set up. We'll have uh, some picnic hospitality tables. Hospitality tents, things like that. For fans. Yeah. All fans. Awesome. Yeah. Scoring. So when yes. we were there, so I know, I'm going to jump all over the board here. That's so okay. and, um, when, when I was there for the revival, we had no scoreboard. Yes. Didn't know who was, you know, <laughs> basically you knew who was leading. You kind of had an idea, but didn't know what lap it was. You had to, you had to ask somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's That's the plan? True. So we're going to have the the center scoring pylon is going to work. The that, original one, you're going to fix it. We are we're actually going to put LED and make it look like an original scoreboard. Gotcha. But it's also going to have new technology yeah. and ability. But so it's in, in the same space as the original Right in the same pylon. spot. It's going to look very similar. Good. It's going to work great. Love it. And then outside, turn three, just like the classic oh. Wilkesboro, we're going to have some human-powered score. Flipping the cards. Yes. There it is. Wow. Oh, yeah. Are oh, you yeah. serious? Isn't that cool? That is so cool. cool. I think it's a perfect idea. This is it, that's what needs to happen. You know, it, this is a place of history. Yeah. And, uh, have no you problem. hired that position yet? <laughs> I don't you know. probably haven't. I told yeah, you need you need a job. I want to, I want to turn a resume. <laughs> I told I Mark. I, I told job. Marcus. I said you just need to get some you know some college students that need a little extra buck you know cash on the weekend, yeah. a couple hundred bucks to <laughs> come over there. All they need to do is stand there and just tell you the top five. And as they it, you know you make a pass, you go flip the card, put a different number up there. Yeah, I, I there are people They're still around that have done that. Yes. That's, sure. Isn't and, that cool? And the lap number would change every five laps. So you don't have to change the lap every lap. It's every five or ten if you wanted. Can you imagine people no, running no, around? No, that's no. how it went, Mike. I, I'm sure it I'm sure it did. I'm I think you could do better, Marcus. I you think might you need, be able to. I think you, you could don't find people want more it to be better. I think you could find people that could actually do every lap. No. <laughs> yes. You don't want your vinyl to be digital. Is it like is it like uh like Vanna White? Where you just like turn? Yeah, the, no, it was a, they hook. It. It, no, they hooks. no, they it would be a hook. They would oh, go okay. over there with the right number and hook, or, okay. or flip it. Yeah, and they just hooked up there. Wow, that's and, and if a it was a job. yeah, if it was a, it's just classic. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. and It'll the be fun. I know this is I'm being real particular, <laughs> but the font, 
yeah. is critical to get okay. the font right. You know that? I need, you, get, <laughs> yeah, we'll I need some pictures. Out. All right, Marcus, go I'm ahead. What we'll font out. are you planning to use, I have no bud? idea. <laughs> then you got to look, look at some pictures from like the 80s. And, yes. and look, the font, the numbers were kind of like little, I don't know, they're different. Yeah, I hope Jessica is listening. She can uh, research the font. <laughs> Who is Jessica? Tell us about Jessica. Jessica Fickenshire, she is our chief experience officer at Speedway Motorsports and... She is uh, the executive director of the All Star Race mm-hmm. at the at the Speedway, so yeah. <laughs> she's heading that up and uh, you know doing a great job of it. So Got fonts it. fall under that position. I didn't know that. That's good to know. The yeah. font of the scoreboard. All right. Yeah. <laughs> she got a lot of pressure on her. Oh yeah. It's the details, man. All the details. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to bring in some additional seating. We had twenty eight thousand for the revival. How many do we have there? Uh, so for the revival, we had nineteen thousand. Nineteen. Nineteen. You're telling me, are you only counting like grandstands, general admission? Grandstands, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How many do you think you had, including camping and every and and infield? Like around the track, I think we probably had twenty two thousand. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Which is a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know. You, you think about the infrastructure. I mean, you were there early, so you didn't have to worry about traffic. We want to make big improvements on the traffic. So I tell you, this is where fans can make a huge impact. One, we have a really good uh, plan around shuttle parking. So you can park remotely, places like uh, Wilkes Community College and a bunch of other areas. How will people find out where they need to go to park remotely? We'll put it on the website. That'll be part of the the ticket communication. Okay. Um, you want to park remotely, we'll shuttle in. That'll make huge impact on the the traffic for people. So you're not going to be in traffic for three hours like yeah. some people were sure. around the revival. We had so much you know, grace, as you said, around the revival. I mean, people were just happy to see it, see it come back to life. We want to do better on that, that management of mm-hmm. the, the experience. So shuttle parking for most people. And um, on site, we're going to do a lot of camping around the uh, around the property. Yeah. So people are going to be able to enjoy a whole week up there, um, or a long weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to put in some extra helipads to make sure that we've got all the EMS covered. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, folks that I know uh, who did uh, Bobby Labani said that uh, he's borrowing uh, uh, Coach Gibbs' helicopter for a, a double trip between uh, Indy and Charlotte. That'll be pretty cool. So <laughs> maybe they'll land at the uh, North Wilkesboro. But we've got a, a big traffic plan that will really help people to, you know, get in and get out in a, in a reasonable way. And, you know, they, they'd actually do it at the Merle Fest every year. They use shuttle parking, and it helps a ton. Yeah. What's your plan for the weekend? What kind of racing we're going to have? So the, the main event is NASCAR All-Star Race. We know that. Yeah. Um, then we've got the trucks there. Is on. that is the – Race on Sunday. We we know it's uh it's going to be Sunday is the All Star race. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we're going to have Cup cars on the track. All right. So that's cool. Yeah. So we're going to have you know practice, qualifying, uh, heat races, and then leading yes. up to heat races. The All Star race on Sunday. You're going to have r- heat races. So, some some perform. Some yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to it. figure out the exact uh, format of things, but I think. You know, it used to be the all-star race. The format was the thing, right? Yeah. The, the format and then the money. Mm-hmm. And that was the big deal. Um, now, every race with our, our stages, we've kind of got that style that, mm-hmm. the, that came out of the all-star race. So bringing the all-star race to North Wilkesboro helps us kind of make the, 
the track, the history, and and the the cars, um, the the star, and the, the drivers, and that kind of thing. So it'll be um, it'll be different, and yeah. and we can make a difference since it's a, a totally different track. Uh, and then trucks, we're gonna have trucks on um, Saturday, and that that'll be the main event for Is that Saturday. A, okay, trucks on Saturday. Yep, and uh, I think they're gonna be practicing qualifying on Friday as well. Tuesday and Wednesday are late model races. Tuesday and Wednesday are late model races. That's right. All right, what kind of late models? I got a list right in front of me. All yeah. right, yeah, yeah, CRA yeah. Super Late Model Series practice qualifying on and the feature uh, on Tuesday. Yep. Cars Late Model Stock practice, practice on Tuesday. All right, I better be making my schedule clear. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's That's doing right. literally everybody. Yes. He's, he's writing this down. Thank you very much. Would love to have you uh, join us. Yep. Wednesday, Cars yep. Pro Late Models practice qualifying and, a and feature. feature. And Cars Late Model Stock practice qualifying and feature awesome. on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. Love it. Yes, sir. And then Thursday, uh, there's a cup hauler parade. That's right. What? Where will that be? So we're going to go through through uh, Wilkesboro, through North Wilkesboro, and, and all through the area, and then come to the Speedway Fan Fest, Wilkes County. It's going to be you know all about celebrating the Wilkes community. Yeah. And I think that's uh, going to be really cool for what is, people in the what area. What is FanFest? So it'll include, uh, I hope that includes drivers, fans, food, fun, And this will be on property? It'll be a combination of in town, in town and, and on property. Because downtown yeah. Wilkesboro, man, is really cool. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah. love, got small town, mom and pop stores, uh, has a super cool vibe. Well, listen, all of the people out there who live in a small town, like you, you already know what it's like. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who haven't been to a small town, and if you go to Wilkes County, you want to see some culture, some history. Yeah. You can go down and and enjoy uh, kind of small town life for a little bit in a really fun way. Yeah, you know yeah. what I love about this. I mean, especially going back to the late model days there. You're giving people an opportunity to participate in this whole week of festivities. You know, look, you're going to have a demand problem oh, on yes. Sunday for yeah. the all-star race. Yes. I mean, I, my family alone has over overstepped their bounds on ha- them coming to me asking for tickets. <laughs> and I'm like, you're asking the wrong person here. I know I got. No, they're not. You got, you <laughs> got, you got a number of people that are going to want to go that. But now there seems like there's a lot of options here. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the you know the town festivities and that kind of stuff. Plus, you got the truck race. I mean, like, am I am I wrong in saying that that this is what that is uh, designed to do? Exactly, you're on point, Mike. So the you're, we're going to have way more demand, and you know, I I feel terrible on one side that we're going to have a lot of people that want to be there on Sunday, and we're just not going to have enough space. So when you add in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all three days are going to have cup drivers. So that gives us we're going to have. It looks like we're going to be able to fit 25,000 seats. So we're going to bring in an additional 5,000 seats to uh, on the back stretch. And and that we think is going to kind of tap out our maximum in terms of traffic and infrastructure and things that we can support. So um, with that in mind, if we can bring in, you know, fans on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but then you add to it Tuesday and Wednesday late model races, you've got a lot more opportunity for people to come and enjoy that all-star week. And that's, right. that's my hope. I got that in my uh, calendar. All right, good. So I'm going to bring my late model and run the Cars Tour race. Woo. Uh, All right. Are, did you just decide that right now? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
There you go. Yeah. We're not just Thank spending you, Marcus's money today. We're Man. spending some Phil's <laughs> money today. Nice. Yeah. You need a sponsor? Uh, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. that later. I've nice. got some ideas, but my, right. my preferences would be to keep it. My first preference, I guess, would be to keep it green. I um, saw those shirts in Vegas yeah. two weeks ago. I see them here and there. Isn't that yeah. cool? Yes, it is. Look, we had a, so, so, somebody, somebody sent an RC car and paid it up like the, that, that thing cool? is huge. I know, right? It's huge, yeah. I didn't know they were that big. Yeah. That's amazing. That car so, resonated. The um, You're talking about the demand and all that. You know, and I think I was thinking about it like it's been so long, I think, when I – I mean, I – I had a feeling of uh, anxiety and, and worry about, you know, pushback and flack post cars tour race about people not only not being able to get in because they got there and, and traffic and all the things, but other people just not, not being able to go. Right. And while that is unfortunate, uh, we all kind of, we, we learn, we make adjustments, you know, I, we ran that cars tour race on a weeknight. Uh, people coming home from Amazing. work, yep. you know, and trying to get there in an hour. Right. When there was a three-hour, you know, journey to oh, get yeah. there, right, in front of them uh, that they didn't know about. But we'll make, you know, you'll make the adjustments to be able to get to the truck race, the the all-star race, or whatever, and you'll be on property way before the event starts. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, there will be people that just simply can't get the ticket, yeah. right? Because right. there's just only so many. I think that that, all, although unfortunate. Is an amazing. It's a good thing that you it's, have yeah. something that is so desirable, right? Oh yeah. Um, and so my my thought is to uh, if you feel like that this is truly a long term investment in, for you, I like. And I'm not. I, I'd never tell you what to do, but I'm thinking like, why aren't you? You remember people used to say you can't get a ticket at Bristol. Oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. you know, there's people that are what was it? How long was it? Oh, years. I, the last uh the last time I heard the number of people on the waiting list, it was eighty four thousand people right. on the wait list yeah. at Bristol. And so was was that was back then was that such a bad was that was there that was so good. much blow yeah. yeah, well there wasn't a lot of blowback. Yeah, they wanted to get on they wanted to go, they wanted sure. to get a ticket, they yep. wanted to be a race, but we bragged about that. Yeah. Make oh, yeah. it hard we to openly get. We openly went, look at this, oh, how yeah. great this is. So many people want to be here. Yep. That's what yep. you have. That's it what is. you have in your pocket right now. It at is Wilkes very World. special. It's very special. And it's it's one of those things you, you never, I, I could never have predicted it. All the the excitement about North Wilkesboro and, and everything is just more than I could ever have imagined. And, you know, that's, it's, it's a real testament to the, the love of the sport and our history and our roots. Um, it's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what he's saying is that don't mind the fact that people don't can't get it. there, yeah. right? Like, like, like just While make it a hard to get type of thing. I know, but we, you know, I know there are way more than 25 or 26,000 fans course. Yeah. that, you know, have, have been cheerleaders to make this happen. Fair, you know? so Fair I, point. I'd love for all of them to yeah. get a seat, but you know, we're going to do our best. Put those tickets for the next race on sale. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to buy 24? You want to buy yeah. 25? I know yeah. you don't know what race that is. Yeah. I know you don't know what Wilkesboro you know, yeah. will technically be beyond yep. that all-star race, but you know you know, you know, the, the man is there. If you could, let me ask you this question. What number would be the number of people that you would want to be able to 
sit down and watch that race? Is it 40? Is it 60? Well, the key is managing, uh, you know, the infrastructure, uh, meaning you got plumbing and tickets, traffic, and toilets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Humpy Wheeler, he, he was uh, my mentor uh, along with my dad for years and years, and he always said there's three T's of promoting races, and it's tickets, selling tickets, mm-hmm. traffic, because that's your first and last impression, and toilets, because – if you don't get the toilets right, you know, you'll know yeah. <laughs> and everybody else will too. So, um, we, we have to get all that stuff right. And, you know, it's easy to build a grandstand. I mean, we could rent 10,000 more seats and have them there, but I think it would put us in a position where we would have a lot of unhappy people with the traffic and, um, and the, the toilets yeah. and, and everything else. We Do have you made. look at, um, I, this is a bit off topic a little bit but do you look at what they do at those uh pga events where they bring in all the temporary stuff oh, as, yeah. a, as like a maybe a a way f- a new model or a new way for y'all to do things at some of these facilities as attendance sort of ebb and flows right yeah do yeah. you look at like for this will be a perfect example of a place for where a bunch of temporary stuff might work not not maybe not next sure. year but beyond sure yeah i think so we're bringing in five thousand temporaries and that's gonna um how much is that how big is that it is uh, so it's going to replace where the junior johnson grandstand was right isn't the front straightaway of, literally almost if you just just sold the front straightaway that's right. like ten thousand right yeah it's about ten thousand so They're half of that more. is yeah. what they're going to bring in yeah that's a lot it's a lot it is a lot People is don't really realize to, how many. Where is that going to you know, sit? That, that looks like it's going to sit on the uh, turn the, three, turn three backstretch. Man, that's where everybody was parking their campus. Well, you're going to still have time or place to park your campers on the backstretch uh, coming in front out of, of turn suites. two. Are you taking those suites down that we're standing up? Yes, they're coming down. They're already down. They're gone. They're gone. Oh man, yeah. I'd like to see a picture of that. But where your motorhome yeah. was outside the track, outside that's new, that's turn uh, two mm-hmm. in the backstretch. Mm-hmm. That will be a good spot to have an RV. Okay. Yeah. Howard, what are you going to do to the to the grandstands in turn two, where there was just kind of like no rail or nothing? They just kind of we're going to improve that. We're going to have some railing. We're going to be safer. We yeah. we didn't anticipate that having that many people. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah. So we're we're working right now on making all that stuff. What know, about bathrooms? Uh, bathrooms. What do you do? Porta Johns. We have. It's amazing. I mean, you've got. <laughs> Plumbing that's really old, yeah, and uh, a lot of pipes. Uh, and if you ever, you know, if, you have, if you have an old house that was, you know, that's fifty years old, you got pipes that are in the ground. Those pipes were made to last about fifty years, and we're on like seventy years now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, all that stuff is being worked on. Uh, there's a way to handle all the the, the plumbing and and make all that. Are stuff you work. adding bathrooms? Uh, not Porta Porta Johns. I mean, are you physically adding brick and mortar bathrooms? We're fixing brick and mortar bathrooms, and we're bringing in extra temporary bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, a little bit okay. of both. All right. Yeah, you could have extra bathrooms without them being Porta Johns. Are you going like, to have those? Are you going to have those suites replaced that were taken down? We are. Yeah. Yeah. Those with, are being built. Some of it's going to be TV booth area. How much space do you guys need? I won't be working the oh, show. That's right. You'll be racing. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be a fan. How much space would you need if you're doing the TV? Where? Yeah. Where? <laughs> where, where are you going to sit? Uh, I don't know if I'll be sitting anywhere. Um, oh, man. I mean, I'll be all around. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right. But we'll have. I got to find me a seat. We'll have. Well, we'll have a seat for all you. Right. Yeah. I, we're we're building you know and re- resto modding all the suites um, and bringing in some that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, were, were decrepit and needed to be just totally rebuilt yeah. for doing all that stuff. Uh, there's a big building uh, outside Turn 4 that is just cinder blocks right now. Yep. It's going to be a really cool spot to watch the race from with cool roof, rooftop uh, deck. Okay. It's going to be cool. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, a home, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Okay. So you got all these races, you got all these options. Everybody's got to wonder how do you get tickets and when can you get tickets for these things? Yes. So we've had huge demand, obviously. Um, (laughs) and it's, it's been amazing. So We've added grandstand seats, trying to give everybody a chance. We've added days. And uh, so the best way to get a ticket, number one, we've had this huge list of people that have already said, we want to get tickets to North Wilkesboro. Um, Various lists of support. They're going to get an email. A a randomly selected group is going to get an email from that list that they can buy tickets starting tonight. Oh, wow. Cool. So that is one of those things and some people might say well i didn't get an email you know what about me we're we're trying to make it as fair as possible so everybody uh has got a chance but not everybody is gonna sure uh get a a, an email with that opportunity but then after um after all that uh the early registrations are done then we're gonna uh, start next wednesday at noon on november 2nd at 12 noon eastern at NorthWilkesboroSpeedway.com, where tickets will go on sale for the public. And, of course, uh, it's going to be... Bam! We're going to shut the... <laughs> That's what Bam. it's going to be like. Yeah. It'll Boom. shut the at, website at down. At 12.02, that'll be it. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it's, um, <laughs> you know, tickets are going to be a weekend package starting at two ninety nine for the weekend. You get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then uh, you can also come in... Sunday only uh, for the uh, for the infield pass for ninety nine bucks. That'll be very few, but it'll be available. And then of course we have Tuesday, Wednesday late models, and uh, that package uh, I think it's um, twenty five dollars a day. So nice, yeah, man, that's great, man. The um the prices too. I heard about the um, concession prices: two dollar hot dogs, two dollars yes. two dollar soft drink. $2 water, $3 beer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a big I'm deal. I'm excited about that. Soft-sided that cool? small coolers are allowed. Yep. Um, awesome, man. So Classic pricing, try to make it you know yeah. fun and easy for people. And you know, concession pricing is always something that, that's sort of a, a lightning rod issue. So we've taken it down and, and just made it uh, inexpensive. You don't even need to bring a cooler to this race if you don't want to. Mm. Yeah. That pretty much wraps up our conversation for, for North Wilkesboro. If you're uh, interested in going to this race, if you're interested in coming and seeing the Super Late Models, the Cars Tour event on Wednesday, or the trucks, or obviously the All-Star Race, follow all of North Wilkesboro's social handles, Twitter, 
uh, is a great resource uh, for everything going on with that event. And also, obviously, the website, NorthWilkesboroSpeedway.com. Uh, it's going to have all that information on there for you to be able to figure out how how you need to get there uh, to come to, come see some great racing. Marcus, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you a question. Give me one, the very top one component in the fan experience that you would love to have at every single facility that you own. Oh, what, man. Give me, you get to pick one thing that you're going to bring to the fan experience that's not there or it's currently inadequate. Yeah. All right. I would say the number one thing would be to bring back the that speed stage, uh, you know, NASCAR trackside live television show live audience mm-hmm. thing. I think that um, you know, and and my other number one would be drivers going out and signing autographs uh, like they did in, in Charlotte a few weeks ago. Um, you know, for an hour or two every yeah. weekend, but. I think that, you know, giving a chance for um, our drivers to be on stage, not only live, but, you know, around the country and and, in living rooms with people. For sure. Is an amazing way to really showcase who our stars are. Yep. And, you know, it was that show built personalities that nobody knew before that show started. Um, You know, our buddy Kenny Wallace, he was not known the way he is known today before, you know, just on his racetrack days, he wasn't known as that guy. But now, because of that show, he's, um, you know, a personality that people know of. Lots of other guys like that. Rutledge um, started on on speed with Trackside Live Show. I think that that's a great idea. Um, And I think we're actually steering, and maybe intentionally or unintentionally, back in that direction. There was no component that resembled that in, in the past couple of years. This year... I know that the, um, at least in my experience with NBC, we have now a one-hour pre-race show that wasn't really there before, mm-hmm. and there would be the potential that that one-hour show maybe gets moved up an hour with the sure. on, with only the intent to bring the drivers on board, right, yeah, for their availability. I mean, the drivers are out and about. Right. They're around the oh, track yeah. doing a Chevy stage. The Chevy stage, which I know a lot about because mm-hmm. obviously being a Chevy driver, is is like a tiny stripped-down version of, it is. of that same experience. Is. There's a great crowd. Oh, yeah. And there's a there's a MC and a driver. Yeah. Uh, you know, you multiply that and, and broadcast it yep. uh, nationally, and you pretty much would have that same experience you're looking for. So I think that that's not – out of the question at all. Good. I think it needs a little push. It does. You know? And I mean, it's not, we have been chasing it now for a few years. We've been bringing, you know, big stage, bringing, you know, all the audio and a host and everything, trying mm-hmm. to make it happen. It, it's got to have all the components. TV is really important to make it all happen. And I think, you know, showcasing an opportunity for fans to see at the track, drivers with their own yeah. eyes, but then also for everybody at home. You already have an intro stage. Yeah. You have a band. You have fans all clamored around on that. Why couldn't it all live in that same space? It could. That's a possibility. Yeah, we're open to all that. All you would really need yeah. at that point is the table, the 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 talent, which would be Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, Dale Jarrett, 
and the drivers are coming to the intro stage just a little sooner. Yeah. At some tracks, the intro stage works. At other tracks, it needs to be outside. It depends okay. on where you're at. Yeah. I, I tell yeah. you, just recently, our own door bumper clear, I think at the Roval, actually did that. And it was a huge event. Oh, yeah. That, uh, you know, the night before yep. the race. And so that worked out the well. The night before. Yeah, it was the yeah. night before. Well, back they've in the... They've done some mornings, though, haven't they? They've done mornings. They've done mornings. It's, yeah. it's some of your tracks, as a matter of fact. Yeah. New Hampshire yeah. was one. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, for the right price, the Dell Junior Download could go up there, too. No, but, <laughs> that uh, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I got I got one suggestion, though. Okay. There's one other. I, the Wi-Fi, and this isn't just your racetracks. It's it all of them, really. They, it's still, there's so much room for improvement on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just know that from the few races that I go to... Um, yeah, I mean, it's still during the race or during the sure. events. Um, I just I always feel like that if the Wi-Fi thing can be solved at these racetracks, then we've taken the biggest step towards getting the fans, uh, you know, or getting updated or getting yep. whatever that is. Sure. And I just think there's a ton of upside or a ton, ton of ceiling to still be, you know, improved. Glad, upon. glad you asked that. Um, okay. So we have Wi-Fi. And we started this year, and uh, if you go, if you're at one of our tracks, you can go on, search your Wi-Fi, and you'll see Fans First. And you enter in your email address, and you get right into the Wi-Fi. Um, I tested it out at every one of our tracks. There's, um, you know, eight to twelve meg speed, which is, you know, really good speed for a public Wi-Fi, uh, free. And you can be in the fan zone and the grandstands. It doesn't work in the campgrounds yet, but we have campground Wi-Fi in some other areas. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, our properties are covered in Wi-Fi, started this year, and it's been a really, really good... What's been good, the feedback? It's fantastic. Um, you know, because when you get into... If, you know, if if there's more laws passed and, and just as a, you know, sports betting and so forth and, mm-hmm. and sports books is, in general... The live betting, right? All those oh, yeah. components come into play. Obviously, people being able to listen to audio, in right. car radio, whatever they want to listen to, all is going to be right, right there on that tablet. Yeah, yeah. And, a lot of people. So the Wi-Fi is there, and I think it's hard to get the word out. So I'm really glad you guys brought that up because nobody reaches more people than you guys. But if if you're at one of our speedways, and we've had all of our events for this year, the fans first Wi-Fi. That's yours. That's that's ours. It works great, um, and it's it's been a huge hit. We've tested it and tested it, and it's been working great. And we're only we're growing it as we go into next year. The other thing that I, I think, and maybe everybody listening to us already knows this, but a scanner is so cool. Like most people don't realize that that doesn't exist in any other sport, and you know you can't actually get the same effect over the internet because it's all time delayed. Yeah. So to be at the track, you put on a scanner and you can listen real time to your driver and their crew chief and their spotter talk. It, no other sport offers that. I mean, imagine if you could listen in on... Play calling and so forth yeah, in a football game. A, yeah, but quarterback and the offensive coordinator yeah. and the head coach talking. Yeah. Like, that'd be cool. We get to do that every week in NASCAR. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So to be clear, you're saying Fan First is going to be the the, the Wi-Fi network at all of the SMI tracks. All of our tracks. That's okay. what it was this year. Because that must have been what I did wrong. I well, didn't get on Fan First. I, I I honestly didn't. When I was yeah. in Charlotte, I could not get anything to go out to after the race. Where were I text you? him. And <laughs> I text Marcus. Yeah, he did. He did. I was somewhere and I was like, Marcus, I can't. Da, 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 I need to get. My, I'm trying yeah. to switch my driver out of the garage in my fantasy lineup, man. In the <laughs> stage two's coming. I got to hurry. And he's like, he I got Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. I was yep. like, you do? <laughs> he 
You hadn't even looked at it. Well, you <laughs> d- you called it fans first. Yeah. I mean, no, I, mean I, I probably would have missed it. It should have yeah. been called, called. It should have been called Dale's Wi-Fi. It should have been called. <laughs> no, it should have been called Marcus Smith's Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's it. I yes. want to be on Marcus Smith's Wi-Fi. That's, right. That's what we could have. I know it's going to yeah. work then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was my really, Wi-Fi. If you really wanted to be the hero yeah. of the day, you'd have named That's it after hilarious. yourself. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. All well, right. and also, actually, at all of our tracks, we have a huge agreement with Verizon, and they they have a, a huge, uh, what they call a DAS system at our track. So if you have Verizon service at our track, you get full... Uh, you know, 4G speeds and it's. I don't know. I I heard y'all say that. I know. I've I just didn't yeah. experience Do you have Verizon? that. Yeah. Oh, I've I've yeah. never. Yeah. I don't like know. when 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 a certain amount of people are at the same event. Oh yeah. You know, it's you you get locked out, and that's for every event. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, you you're can right. be at a football oh, stadium. Yeah. It's all the same. All, all, all. I used to switch from. 5G to 4G yeah. or LTE or whatever, yeah. you know, drop down a notch to the lower band and, and there were help. less people on, yeah. less people trying to attach to that. And a lot of times if I just drop if I just drop my song, my phone's signal, just turn it to airplane mode and then back on, yes. it reconnects me to the tower. I do that too. It bumps somebody else off. Yes. And so I, I hear you on that, but we all agree at this table that that's not something that you should want the customers to have to do. 100%. But I mean, hey, now there's fans first or Marcus Smith's Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's right. But it is a a universal problem in in all like big events. You you have all these people in one spot and the system is not made for that, so yeah. you have to augment it. And it's a never-ending task. It always has to be maintained and rebuilt and and upgraded. It's a it's a big challenge. So, but all of our tracks have Wi-Fi and the DAS system, and um, you know it's it's one of those things that we've we put in just like we manage traffic and tickets and toilets. Yep. Lastly, a um, lot of conversation about TV revenue. Mm-hmm. New agreement <laughs> coming between NASCAR and the RTA, and there is a bit of a disconnect. The RTA actually went public with some of. Uh, the the proceedings and how things have went uh, and their their the, where they feel like their position is. You're a track owner. You're one of the guys that if there is a change, some of the revenue that you were you're getting is going to change. You're going to have to give up sacrifice to be able to a lot more money to these teams. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're hearing about all this, you're in the meetings. You're yep. you're in the conversations. Um, you know, not in of, all the meetings. No, <laughs> not in all the meetings. Not yeah. all of the meetings. Yeah. Um. What's your take? What's your position? Um, so, number one, I think that it is, um, you know, not good to kind of throw mud in our own um, in our own circle, you know. And uh, so, I, th- I think when you look at the business of the sport, it's teams and drivers, speedways and NASCAR, and then you know, part of our circle is all the other investors in the sport. You've got our our media partners and our OEM partners and sponsors and everybody. And we all kind of want the sport to do well. Sure. So um, I think that the best thing is for us to work together and grow the pie, make it, you know, kind of think about the things that made us great and focus on doing those things that make the sport great. Yeah. And everybody else is going to be doing better because of that. Yeah. Um, next year's 75th anniversary of NASCAR. It's worked for a long time, and I think that you know there's there's a lot to be said for that. 
So growing the pie and growing the sport is all part of, I think, a plan that helps make make us all um, in, in a better place. So when the you know, as an owner in the Xfinity Series, I obviously don't experience what the cup owners do in terms of trying to make that model work. But when you hear the teams talk about, you know, the expense, uh, you know, let's just throw some numbers out there. It, it, you know, it costs a top team or a top, or a top 10 or a top five team $20 million to compete, right? And they got to find, you know, they get whatever it is, five to $7 million a year off of the current agreement. And they got to find 60 to 80% of their of their finances in sponsorship mm-hmm. and that's getting harder and harder to find to fill that bucket yeah and so they they are saying hey man we we need some help we we would love this to be easier by getting more money out of this tv deal right sure. the tv deal is intended to go up right? right if everything works the way it should the next deal should be better than the last deal right do you have room to compromise do you do you are you when you're in those conversations with the teams and they're saying, "Hey, you know this this is the number we want, mm-hmm. or we would like to get to." Right. You know, what's your gut yeah. reaction? I, a couple of things. One, I, I've heard that it takes 19 to 20 million to field a team today, and I've he- heard also you mentioned I think five million on average per charter in in purse money. I've heard it's closer to nine million uh-huh. in purse money per team. Um, so that leaves you a uh, what is that? Ten million dollar, you know, nine ten million dollar gap. Yeah. And um, and I've heard that it's that it's hard to sell sponsorship. I, I get that. We all we're in the sales business all the time, selling everything. That's that's the way the world goes around for us. Sure. Um, when when you look at the the economics of the sport, it is it's really all uh, it keys off of us having a successful product that people want to be involved with, whether it's a fan buying a ticket or a sponsor buying a sponsorship, uh, you know, that's the, the important thing. So my focus is on building the sport, making the sport a place that people want to be a part of it in every way. And, you know, people that want to buy our t-shirts, they want to buy our hats, that they love this sport. That is, I think, the most important thing that we all have a piece in and that i think ought to be our focus instead of kind of the um the the details of you know one one group getting more of somebody else's uh pie so to speak well getting from macro to micro how do you grow the pie um more working together you know, less less finger pointing, more working together, uh, kind of getting in a room. I think communication is is a a bridge to trust. You know, you think about how how do you have trust? How do you have a good relationship? It happens with communication, and we've got to communicate um, every good team. I bet in in your race team, you know, the driver and the crew chief and the the team owner and the pit crew. If those guys are out of sync, there's a problem, right? Even though it's all mechanical, that car doesn't work quite right if the communication on the team is out of sync. And I think that's the way it is in this business. We've got to build trust, communicate, and uh, and just sort of uh, you know have the, those open conversations with each other in a constructive way. And well, I, th- I think a lot of the dis- discussion 
about this topic has been destructive, not yes. constructive. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like that there's people getting in rooms, but it doesn't sound, you know, I'm not in the rooms and we're not in the rooms, but it's like to hear drivers say that there, there's conversations trying to be done, but they're not as productive as you would hope they would be. Maybe it's yeah. because there's too many, or maybe there's too many opinions or too many varying opinions. Yeah, how do you what see, do you do with that? How do you see this, uh, how do you see this resolving itself and everybody being happy? Um, I mean, ultimately you got to get people in a room, you know, because it's foolish, you know, for me to say, well, don't spend 19 million on your car. Right. Right. I mean, (laughs) I'm not in the race car business. Um, that's a lot of money to spend. I I get it. And somebody else might say, well, just pay us more purse and, you know, and they're not in the racetrack business. Um, it's, um, there's a lot that we don't know about each other's business, Mm -hmm that even though we're in the same sport and it's a relatively small sport, I think if we, like I said, get in a room, talk about it. That's a that's an interesting thing that you bring up. So I, the way I feel about that is, <laughs> is um, and, and you, you, not, not that I think you're incorrect. I think that what you're saying is true, but I know nothing about running a racetrack. I don't know what it costs. I don't know. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they're doing great. Sure. Yeah, the racetrack's doing good, man. They yeah. got it. You know, they get look at look at the TV money that's coming yep. in, and you know, uh, everything's going great for them. Yep. And they absolutely know what it takes to run a race team. Right. Race these promoters know it costs twenty million dollars. They know where a lot of that money's going. They know how much the engine deals cost, but you really don't know those details. Nope. Like you don't know the real details, but we assume that you do. We yeah. assume as an owner, or I assume that everybody else in the industry, you or Helton, Jim France, anybody, you name them, I just assume that they have a pretty decent understanding of what I'm spending and how I'm running my business. Right. 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 But you truly don't? I, You know, that's the kind of, I would love to learn more about that, yeah. but it's not something that I know in detail. No more than we know. Like, what we, in our company, just in our speedways, we have over 300 elevators. And they're they're not getting younger. And elevators are, yeah. you know, they they used to cost a hundred thousand. I think now an elevator is probably four or five hundred thousand. And those things need to be replaced yeah. every few years. And and that's one of those things that just you don't have to do anything but replace elevators, and it's millions of dollars all the time. Air conditioning and heating units and oh yeah, asphalt that never just sits there and behaves itself. It's always moving and cracking and getting out of shape. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's just a lot of stuff. That we that, don't think about. That nobody thinks nobody about. Nobody thinks about. Yeah. yeah. It sounds to me, boy, you're asking such an important question, Dale, and that's what is our solutions to it? And then you bring up a point, Marcus, that's also interesting, and that is um, I don't know what it costs the way they don't know what it costs me. And so to try to get to a solution – it sounds to me like you're saying that teams and, and all you know equity partners have to open up their financials and educate others, but then hence there's another problem because these, these guys are also competing against each other, and who's going to open up their financials? Who's going to say, okay, here's how much we're spending, and here's how yeah. much it cost us, because I don't want people to know that about my business. I don't think you do about I, other Xfinity. I would say you know that's why I mentioned trust. You know, there's trust that needs to be had. And we've, like, you know, 75 years in NASCAR, we've had, uh, you know, speedways and yeah. and 
team owners and drivers and you know this is not a new thing um you know we're we're paying uh, a big purse and we pay you know for all the stuff that happens and teams roll in and and we have a race and so we're not we're not doing something that's never been done before we just um you know having a a time at this time we're having a maybe it's a bit of a shoving match and i think we should to resolve it you got to talk about it and i i think that a lot of that starts with the trust starts with communication yeah and and respect nascar history and heritage come alive at the nascar hall of fame celebrate my fellow inductees donnie allison jimmy johnson and chad canals with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the hall of honor don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display. On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. All right, bud. Was there anything else, uh, anything new that you need your he- need help uh, spending money on? Or do you, do you need help with the All Star <laughs> yeah. format? Because yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we need that. We've we talked need... about that a little bit. We, we, well, I think we have. Yeah. Would love your thoughts on the All Star well, race. Me format. and you have sat down and yeah. and talked about it a little bit. And and um, I told him my opinion, and I'll be quite honest, man, is the All Star race in the past has has been full of, for lack of a better word, gimmicks. Yep, it's been full of. Uh, you know, we've had we had like monster sized dice. Yeah. And <laughs> crazy things. Yeah. I mean fans and flipping numbers. Trying to figure and, out a yeah. way. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. 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 Trying to figure out a way to make a create a moment. Yeah. Right? Every this our sport and sports in general are about moments and, and we've went out of you know, we've went above and beyond trying to create them, especially for this race. And you have so much flexibility. It's not a points race. Do what you want, right? And um I, but I think for this race, you know, the race tracks the star. You don't really have to bring in any extra, uh, you know, details, no hoops, no, no, no ring of fire, nothing that <laughs> needs, you know. And so I also – so I feel like as far as the format, you really don't have a tall task in front of you as a promoter in this sense because the yeah. track is the star. People mm-hmm. are going to – be there and be happy to be there and they're the less they have to worry about the less math they have to do in their heads you know there was a guy that wanted you know i was talking about running this late model race uh for a promoter and he's like we're gonna have three stages and we're gonna take your your average finish from the first two stages and that'll be your starting position for the final stage i'm like no one wants to sit in the grandstands and have to do Do this math i didn't want to do math when i was getting a grade for it i certainly don't want to do it (laughs) nobody wants to watch a race and not know what they're watching or what the what's on the line right you know yeah and so i think for this instance you really don't have to go too far you can you know there there would there may be some heat races were a great idea I thought this was my idea. All right, this is a we we love to bring 
this is I'm gonna start from scratch. We love to bring the teams and the dry, and the teams into it, the pit stop into the qualifying fact. You know, we want the the teams to have a a moment to shine. All right, if you're gonna have race cars at the racetrack, drivers there, on track content Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. All right. Why don't we at some point Friday or Saturday have a pit crew competition? We used to have Unical pit crew competition. We'd celebrate. All of the teams, basically the car pulls into the stall, you have a four-tire stop, the car leaves. Yep. That's it. There's no lap on the track. There, the car trips a line entering the stall. It trips a line exiting the stall. The pit stop is the moment. Yep. Run every car, every car, even the, open, the, the all-star open cars, through this process mm-hmm. to celebrate and crown a true pit crew champion. I like that. All right, and so I, okay. I love the idea of celebrating our pit crews because right. they are—they're the O line of NASCAR. They are. They don't get enough credit. This is their moment to say we are the best. Yeah. All right, we are the best, and so what you do is all right, you have that moment for the pit crews. You make that. You do whatever you need to do in terms of a monetary uh, incentive or a trophy or something that maybe moves from team to team each year, like mm. a like a, a college oh, yeah. trophy would. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've won the bell. You get to keep the bell for the year. Nice. Who's going to get the bell from that team next year? Yeah, something like that, right? So, what that also does is that sets the lineup for your heat races and the lineup for the open. Mm. All of the cars that are eligible for the open go into the open field lined up by the way their pit crew pitted the car. Hmm. So the pit crew yeah. has an ev- even more of an impact on the performance of the race weekend. That's by, cool. You know, a great car could have a really terrible stop and start yeah. near the back. Right. And now you have the comers and goers. Yeah. We were one, you know, and that solves the problem of heat racing in NASCAR. Everybody's in the race. Why have a heat race if everybody's if nobody's going to be cut? Right. If there's no elimination. Right. What's the heat? So now you have a heat race where everybody's staged. They start by how they how they are ordered by the pit stop speed. If a Kyle Larson or a Chase Elliott has a mid pack pit stop, he has to drive from mid pack in this heat race. He has to perform. I like that. You get a fifty lap heat race. That's long enough to really test the tire push the tire to its mm-hmm. limit. That's we're celebrating this asphalt. It's old, it's wore out. It's going right. you know, to cars going to slip and slide. Let's get to that point in the race. So 50 lap heat races. All right, two or three of those. That's that sets your lineup for the race, for the All-Star race. You can invert the top 5, top 10, have something fun like that. You don't really have to. You bring your open out there. You do whatever you want to do with that as far as uh, you can have an overall winner that advances. You can have three stages where you pick a winner from each stage. Whatever you want to do there, and then you have your your main event. The I only like thing, it. the only thing that I would add to the actual main event on Sunday for the All Star Race is our All Star Races are a an abbreviated event compared right. to our 400 and 500 milers, right, right? That we have every weekend. That's okay when we go to Charlotte or or Texas or anywhere else for that matter, Bristol. But for this particular weekend, people have been waiting for years, decades, for cup cars to be back at Wilkesboro. Mm-hmm. So I would be encouraging you to add about 20% more length to the traditional all-star yeah. format. And I would front load the very beginning of the event with a longer stage. Okay. You know, maybe that first stage is 100 laps Yeah. instead of 80 or 70 or 50. Maybe that first stage is just really gets everybody's appetite, right? Mm-hmm. People 
are going people have been waiting for cup cars to run here for a oh, long yeah. time and so they really want to see sure a lot oh yeah of competition right cars on track and so that first stage maybe gets a little longer than you traditionally would have what do you think the stages should be a hundred <laughs> laps for the first stage okay um you know and then I don't, I don't really care about the other two i, I really don't i mean, mean it could like be 50 yeah, 20 i don't know you could have yeah. you could have 100 laps uh 50 20 10 i don't care i think that final stage should be uh you know a 12th round knockout yeah right you got a little bit of time not a long stage right so like 10 laps 10 laps okay cautions don't count yep Got to take the checkered flag <laughs> to be over, right? Yep. If it comes, it's a if there's a wreck on the white, re-rack them. Yep. Old unlimited green white check. <laughs> I mean, it's a it should be a twelfth round. Yeah. Seventh inning, you know, seventh game, ninth inning moment. Yep. And so, and a short track like I like it. This that's so slick and worn out. It oh, should yeah. be. It should it should produce. Sure. But I really want to see the guys have a pretty long tough run in that first stage right to really get my feel feel you know my feel my fix of man i've, I've waited for cup cars to be here for a long time yeah and i'm gonna I'm see a good little run here and then the rest of the all-star race kind of plays itself out i think that would be a fun way to include the teams make because honestly man that pit cruise pit stop that sets mm-hmm. up the entire weekend really plays a role throughout the whole event that driver's if if you get yeah. a guy trying to recover from a bad pit stop that that sets him back in the lineup, oh yeah, that's going to be a process for him throughout the whole thing. I think I love that idea because I, I missed the pit crew competition. I feel like it was a fun thing to celebrate, and it's ironic because today, think about the the difference that pit crews make today. Mm-hmm. I mean, the athletes that are there. Uh, you know, I always tell people these are professional athletes. They didn't go pro in their you know in their collegiate sport but they're going pro in their athleticism at being on a pit crew in nascar what yeah. a cool opportunity that is and to showcase these guys in a big way i think is awesome um we actually talked about maybe even doing like a um not a skills challenge but like some weightlifting challenges you know like uh the the uh, crossfit kind of stuff yeah you know where the guys could you know throw up some weight do sort of a um uh, I, I think know, that might exhibition. be yeah. I think that would be kind of fun. I guess if you, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. If fans are entertained by, hey man, HMS has got three guys entered in. Yeah, like who lists up most deadlift? Weight? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And this, this is Gibbs team wise. Every, yeah, everybody yeah. enters. You, you, you design sort of an Olympic style five events. Every organization enters their best guy. Yes. All right. Yeah. And he gonna, he's going to go out there and, and, and give it his all, and you're going to crown sort of an overall a champion from each event than an overall champion. Yeah. But it would have no overall effect on the event. On Yeah, and, right? and, and you'd say the pit stop for the impact on your starting position. Sure. Yeah, I, love I think it. that'd be cool. Yeah, Because, I mean, that to me uh, – because if you go out there and have the guys qualify, they're going to qual- – the fastest car start toward the front. But this sets up a situation where you might have some good cars mid-pack toward the back. What did you think of that as a driver? In terms of what? So Not Dale, Dale, in his current situation as a broadcaster, I think you think a little bit differently yeah. now a, than a you lot did when you <laughs> So what did you think about that as Dale the driver? If I don't, if I feel... If I'm, your pit crew was in charge of your starting spot. 
I'm in charge of what I'm doing on the racetrack. Yeah. I, so you're okay, you're okay with it. Yeah. Right, I mean, cool. I feel like, it, you know, the drivers, I don't know how a driver might really view that, to be honest with you. In turn, you know, he might not like that idea, but I feel like that we at some times need to put the onus or the, or the, or the moment or the pressure on that individual. Yeah. It's on the driver in some instances. Yeah. He's on an island by himself. Yeah. Make the crews be responsible for the where this car begins the race. I, I love it because I, I just love the team aspect yeah. of our sport. And those guys that people if, don't realize. It's it'll be like this situation where the, the guys, the crews that you know, they're you love those guys that are like, give me the ball in this moment. Yes. I want it. Yes. There's two seconds on the clock. Throw it to me. I'll make the shot. Yep. That's those crews will have that type of reaction if they're real, real dudes, right? They're real. Yeah. They'll be like, they want it. They'll be like, heck yeah, man. I'm going to go get you the pole. These guys are intense. Yeah. They work it every needs, week. And that's the type of pressure we need to put them under. Yeah, I like it. That's the type of pressure I'm going to buy a ticket and sit and watch. Yeah. You know, I don't I want like it, it to, uh, if we, you know, I don't want it to be watered down. You know, go out there running four laps and come down pit road and then a pit stop. No, mm -hmm. make the pit stop the thing. Yeah. And if there's a loose lug, that's whatever, penalty. Yes. You know, you check the lugs. You, you check the gas cans. Any gas in there? Oh, you left a gallon. Nice. That's and then let's idea. stay consistent with it because if that can be built up over time, the residual effects of the winning pit crew or that jackman. That's I mean, the, cover, the coverage carries throughout the rest of the year, really. Because when a, a good team has a pit stop, you point back to the fact that that jackman did this and that yeah. this is the team that – yeah, I mean, like, because they're built up as, you know, the Pro Bowl champions or the whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That This works the first time, but it only truly works o over the long haul if right. you don't Repetition. mess with it. It becomes okay. a tradition. Yeah. It becomes an Great honor. Point. It becomes something coveted. Yeah. It becomes something hard. You know, you don't, get, you don't get to get – you don't get another chance to get it till the next year. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like it. I think we're on to something. Yeah. I was kidding when we said that you got any new format help, but boy, he he's put I enough did. study and the team. He, he's he's prepared for a thesis here. That he has been putting thought to it. And if you need us to design the trophy for the, I mean, we designed. <laughs> yeah, I noticed this trophy for this is for the online iRacing champion. Be given to him later I mean, tonight. Don't brag about this, but I mean, you're pretty proud of that, aren't you? Yeah, I like. That. <laughs> it was very. It, you know, it's, it was easy. We just basically again. Stole the old Winston Cup. I see. I see design. some similarities. Yeah. <laughs> so when he's spending other people's money, now that's what you get. I like it. <laughs> now imagine a team, you know, has a grand, you know, trophy. Oh yeah. That they win. They take back to their organization. It sits in the lobby at that organization. It's won by the team. The driver had nothing to do with that. Those guys I love it. can rowdy. I mean, imagine what you know, what kind of morale that would build in an organization to roll that out on the shop floor. Oh yeah. And say our guys, awesome. our guys brought this home. The, those pit crew members are an integral part to the success they of have every team today. And they have, they are true athletes. They we should be celebrating them in such a way. Uh, we you know we used to know we used to know a lot of names. Mm -hmm. You know we used to know a lot of personalities, a right. lot of backstories. Right. We, this will be a way to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Chocolate yeah. Myers. We everybody yeah. knew who he gassed for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is because he was a good gas man, or because he talked a lot? The team's gas man. <laughs> That's right. The teams right. could have, you know, the the teams could develop nicknames that they would be known for. That yeah. you know, the Rainbow Warriors and so forth. All mm -hmm. that stuff could come back. I like that. Yeah, cool idea. Yeah, man.
I got one more question for you. Let's do it. We need, we're going to have music on, I think, Friday and Saturday nights up in North Wilkesboro. Awesome. We need to have people, kind of headliners that fit that area. Okay. I think. So go with the storyline. Who do you think we should have? Um, uh, Luke Holmes is a Carolina boy. That'd be would awesome. Be amazing. Yeah. If he would, and it, it's as this is a big deal. This All Star race. I think the the North Wilkesboro All Star event would be something that these these entertainers would want to be a part of. Yeah. Right. That's cool. This would be something they would mark on their calendar and go, "Hey, man, guess where I get to play cool. this year." There's probably not a lot like that. Right. Yeah. And so um, I think he would be a guy I'd reach out to. We, you know, we just recently had him play at our charity event. Yeah, he was, he was ex- awesome. He was excellent. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was. Classic. And um, Eric Church, Carolina boy. Church is a Carolina boy. I yeah. would go after him. You yeah. Know, I would. I would go He's for that local home. You know, home team. Yep. Uh, That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Both those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anybody man. else? I'll think about it. All right. Yeah. yeah think about it. We got to. About it. Got to go to work on that. Those guys get busy. They do. And um, it'd be awesome to have that home state, hometown tie. I agree. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So um, we appreciate you coming on here, being honest. You always do. You don't hide from anything, really. But uh, <laughs> appreciate you, know, you I know you. I know you got to hold a few things because you got some. You know, you got news here and there coming out, and you don't want to. You don't want to. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to leak your new your own news, uh, but uh, what should we be on the lookout for? You said there's some 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 stuff from Nashville coming soon. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Okay. I think, and I got to say, I mean, it, it makes a huge difference for everybody to support. You know, show support for that. Okay. Uh, how can media. they? How can they do that? Social media support. Uh, like just tweeting. I love yeah, it. Yeah, tweeting just, about just tweeting it. a positive comment. All, all really, that's really helpful. Um, I think that the, really matters. I think it does. Okay. If hey. if, if right. the elected officials uh, pay attention to sometimes that. when I'm using Twitter, I don't know if really you know, I'm making. A, I, I don't know. If <laughs> I think it, I think it might. Okay. I think, I think it does. And uh, and I think you know if local people kind of tell their you know with whether it's by tweeting or emailing okay. or uh, calling local. Um, of people there around the Nashville area to, to let them know that the fairground speedway is a big deal and it would be a big impact and a positive impact for uh, the area. We, we would love that. And so look for news to spring up here pretty soon the next uh, you know few weeks. Nice. And um, if you're in Nashville, you might yeah. see um, Jerry Caldwell from uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, or you might see me, um, you know, here pretty soon as well. So it's, um, we're making progress. I'm awesome. happy about it. Yeah. Marcus, thanks for coming today. Great to hang with you guys. Dale, Mike, always enjoy it. Thank you. Marcus Smith on the Dale Jr. Download. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Ally, for supporting the guest segment of the show. Ally, always bringing our friends around. Marcus is one of them. We'll see you next week. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.